Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, the 28th of April, and it's National Superhero Day. And a big happy birthday to Penelope Cruz, Howard Donald, Jessica Alba, and Lauren Laverne. So right from the start, we've tried to throw a protective ring around our care homes. That was former Health Secretary Matt Hancock claiming that the government's policy was to protect care homes during the COVID pandemic. However, a court judgment on Wednesday ruled that discharging untested patients into care homes was unlawful. Dr Cathy Gardner, whose father died from Covid in a care home, spoke outside the court. Matt Hancock's claim that the government threw a protective ring around care homes was nothing more than a despicable lie of which he ought to be ashamed and for which he ought to apologise. Prime Minister Boris Johnson spoke in the Commons and reiterated government apologies and sympathies for those who've lost loved ones, but he also defended decisions made at the time. I want to remind the House of what an incredibly difficult time that was and how difficult that decision was. We didn't know very much about the disease. Matt Hancock emerged to make an apology, although he was still blaming the science. I reiterate the apology to all those who lost loved ones. I wish that the knowledge about asymptomatic transmission, I'd known it earlier. Russia introduced sanctions of its own on Wednesday, with the foreign ministry listing 287 British MPs for contributing to Russia-phobic hysteria in the UK. It comes as Russian energy company Gazprom confirmed the cut-off of gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria because they refused to pay in rubles for the fuel. President Vladimir Putin, speaking in St. Petersburg, said that sanctions on Russia have failed to strangle the economy and he was also warning once again that no option was off the table if other countries got involved in Russia's war in Ukraine. If anyone attempts to interfere in in these events from the outside, they must realise that our response to their attacks will be swift. We have weapons that no other nation has and we will use them if needed. In Ukraine, the siege in Mariupol continues, with Russia continuing to attack the Azovstal plant, where the commander of the Ukrainian Marines was again pleading for medical supplies and support as they run low on both. The UK's Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, speaking at Mansion House in London, called for a more aggressive approach to the war, promising more heavy weapons, but also calling on countries to raise their sights and set a bolder objective. Britain has always stood up to bullies. We've always been risk-takers. So we are prepared to be bold. The war in Ukraine is our war. It's everyone's war, because Ukraine's victory is a strategic imperative for all of us. We're doubling down. We will keep going further and faster to push Russia out of the whole of Ukraine. Wednesday's Prime Minister's question time was focused firmly on the cost of living, with inflation at a record high and new tax increases coming at a time when energy bills are causing real problems for families across the UK. Labour leader Sakir Starmer has been pushing for a mini-budget to address the crisis for the last week, but he's making no headway with either Boris or Chancellor Rishi Sunak. He's an ostrich, perfectly happy, keeping his head in the sand. Does he think that his choice to be the only leader in the G7 to raise taxes during a cost-of-living crisis has made things better or worse for working people? Rishi said it would be silly to provide more support now. In an interview with Mumsnet, he said he'd rather wait and see what the autumn price rises look like. 
And Boris didn't seem too bothered either, claiming that the government's cut taxes for working people, presumably apart from the rises in national insurance. Our Chancellor cut taxes on uh, working people. Uh, the national insurance contribution uh, went down. Uh, look at the health and care levy, Mr Speaker. That is what is enabling us to pay for 50,000 more nurses, uh, to pay for clearing the COVID backlogs. The House of Commons has been a bit overwrought this week between the basic instinct story from Tory MPs about Angela Rayner and a new and shocking report that not one but two Tory MPs have been caught watching porn on their phones in the Commons. And that's not the end of it, as Green Party MP Caroline Lucas asked Boris to take a stand on the issue. 56 members of this House are under investigation for sexual misconduct. So can he now confirm whether he considers that sexual harassment is grounds for dismissal under the ministerial Code. The uh, <clears throat> chief whip, Chris Heaton Harris, is currently looking into the matter, but he is. But Boris confirmed that there's no place for sexual harassment in the Tory party, apparently as of today. Of course, sexual harassment is intolerable, and of course, it's grounds for dismissal. Still to come on the Smart Seven, Liverpool are halfway to the Champions League final, and there's a new George Michael movie on the way. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Wednesday saw the second of the Champions League semi-finals get underway with Liverpool taking on Spanish side Villarreal at Anfield. Two quick second-half goals put Jurgen Klopp's men into a solid position for the second leg next week when they'll travel to Spain. He was a happy man. I, I liked it a lot. The counter-press was outstanding. The boys were really in the game and from the first until the last second and that's why we won the game. It's half-time, nothing else, but um, it's better than before the game. You may know Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live or Superbad or his HBO comedy Barry, which he's won two Emmy Awards for. But he's still not quite up there in the Marvel Superhero League. So when he was having dinner at an LA restaurant, there was understandable excitement when his kids saw Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic Park star Chris Pratt walk in. He told Jimmy Kimmel what happened next. The nine-year-old was eight at the time was like, I know his son, can I go over there and say hi? So I walk over, I go, hey Chris, sorry, but my daughter knows your son. And my daughter goes, I don't know his son. You wanted to meet Chris Pratt. And I go, why did you do that? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, you're going to make me so much money. George Michael died on Christmas Day in 2016 at just 53 years of age. He sold over 110 million records in his lifetime and picked up two Grammys and four Ivan Novello awards. Now a new documentary film will trace his solo career and speak to friends and fellow artists including Elton John, Nile Rodgers and Ricky Gervais. The film's narrated by George himself and is due for a cinema release on the date of his birthday in June. He was the biggest pop star in the world. And all I wanted at that time was success. It changed the whole face of how videos were done. 
It's the Mona Lisa. George Michael is arrested in a public toilet. When he came out, I wanted to go, George, don't make a song and dance about it. And he did. He did a whole song and dance about it. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris.